So who wins the PGA Championship starting tomorrow? I've run the numbers and it's final. This is what the data says. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for being here again. Appreciate it. Thank you for the comments from yesterday's show. I really appreciate it. I'm glad that that helped out a lot of folks and hopefully made that a little bit clearer. So, appreciate the comments. Appreciate Appreciate the encouragement always. Uh, really, a couple of really good questions I promise to get to in upcoming shows. So, makes it a lot easier on me. I appreciate it very much. So, today, the PGA show preview, the, I'm sorry, the PGA championship show preview or whatever. I wanted to take uh, some data and run it together and try to figure out who's going to win this thing. So, what I've done is taken out uh, data from the current stats of players and trying to figure out who's going to get this thing done. And uh, I've, I've modified my, um, <laughs> I've modified my formula for Beth Page Black, right? There's just a few different challenges out there. The rough is tough. It's wet. It's thick. So you got to take into consideration the rough. Um, if you get out of position into the rough, it becomes very difficult so proximity to the whole numbers from the rough become, become important. Obviously, driving accuracy is important. Driving distance, not so much uh, because it is uh, wet and trouble if you get off the tee. So we're looking at uh, greens and regulation. This is kind of how I broke it down. Uh, we're looking at strokes gain putting. We're looking at um, strokes gain uh, uh, tee to green. And then we're looking at, uh, let's see, driving accuracy, greens and regulation, a uh, whole proximity from the rough. And I've weighted them based on the challenges of Beth Page Black. So it's a little bit different um, based on my own feeling as to what, uh, and, and based on what the experts who are there are saying about the course. I've weighted these. Uh, differently. So it's not just straight numbers. They're a little weighted. And then I've tried to come up with a number, which is essentially the, the possibility uh, based on these numbers of this person finishing on top. Now, I could do all of them because it's quite a bit of data to crunch. So I actually just went through and did the top 20 based on the um, odds from Vegas, which as somebody who, so I, I actually did my undergraduate in Las Vegas at UNLV. I am a running rebel and um, I don't admit that very often, but I am. Um, Adam Scott went there, so he is on the list as uh, one of the favorites in Vegas. Well, he was actually 20th, but still one of the top 20 in, in the Vegas odds, to the Vegas odds makers. But one thing you learn when you live in Vegas is, one, you never go downtown when you live there. There's just no point. It's a bunch of tourists and it's a bunch of garbage and there's no point. So you don't. You just never go downtown ever unless somebody comes in from out of town and then you really have no choice. And, um, and it's awful. At least when I went to school there, you always came home smelling like 
um, an ashtray, right? It just not the best. It's really just not the best scent to come home with. And so you'd either come home and have really uh, like bleach your clothes or better yet, just throw them away, right? Because once you get that casino smell in you, it's pretty much over. Now, nowadays it's much better. They have, um, I'll tell you, the Mirage was something else, right? When the Mirage opened up and they had the ventilation system, I don't know what it was. It was like um, 1,200 747 engines running inside to suck the smoke out because that was actually, they still, they allowed smoking in there, but it really didn't seem very smoky. So the Mirage and Steve Wynn kind of killed it. And then everybody sort of followed suit with all that new building going on. And yes, the Mirage opened while I was in town, while I lived down there. That's how long it's been. Um, but since then, not, right, they've kind of banned smoking in a lot of casinos. You've got smoke-free places and so much better. And this is completely off topic, but there you go. So what I, the big thing is when I, learned, when I lived in Vegas, I learned that these odds makers are um, creepy, creepy accurate. I mean, you just couldn't. You just couldn't compete against them. The only place you could really actually get ahead if you were betting on sports was back in the day you could bet on the the Western Athletic Conference, the WAC, the Wacky WAC, and uh, because the odds makers didn't really care because the WAC sucked, right? So you could do pretty well there if you kind of understood the teams. Not that I'm a betting man, if in case my kids are listening. So anyway, so so what I did is I took the the top twenty based on what the odds makers were saying. And then I applied my little formula, data formula, to these top 20 to see who would come out on top. And uh, it's a little, it's interesting because uh, Jordan, Jordan, I'm going to just start at the bottom of the list and go up. Jordan Spieth, as far as, he was a 45 to 1 as far as odds go. But in my little thing, after I calculated all the data, he's in very last place. And it's not even close. Um, he is, his numbers are just not very good this year. Um, his Stokes strokes gain T to green. This is what really killed him is, is he's losing 0.6 strokes to the field and nobody else on this, nobody else on this list, um, had a negative number and strokes gained to the green T to green. So he's just, it killed him, right? So he's out. So Jordan Spieth is out. None of his numbers look good. Um, You'll say his strokes game putting numbers were probably his strongest and not not great, right? He's gaining maybe half a stroke on the field. So Jordan Spieth, not your guy. Francisco Molinari now is a 19th, also not your guy. He's actually not negative in any of the numbers, but he's just not very high in any of the other ones. So he's gone. Tony Finau then comes in. Tony Finau, interestingly enough, finished very high going into the Masters and how he's played on that course, strokes gained. Um, but not, not good here. Um, not looking very good as far as what you need to do well at Beth Page Black. Uh, so he's here finished, what, 18th. So I would not be going with Tony Finau, and he's one of my favorites, right? He's a Utah boy, so he's one of our, one of our guys. Paul Casey now comes in at 17th. A fifty to one at fifty to one odds, um, which is, I mean, Adam Scott came in as the lowest in twenty at fifty five to one to kind of give you an idea. Um, those at the top were ten to one odds, sort of to give you an idea. But um, so Paul Casey came in at fifty to one odds, but his stroke gains putting numbers are both they're negative, 
and I weighted putting quite heavily, and he's a negative there that killed him. He's actually, his uh, strokes gain tee to green is pretty high. He's one of the top five in stroke, strokes gain tee to green, but, but that didn't help him with the negative number uh, on in the negative numbers in putting. So he's gone. Hideki Matsuyama, stroke gain putting numbers in the negative. So he's gone, but he was very strong again in, in strokes gain tee to green. So his putting's not good, but everything from the, you know, from the approach back is really solid. Uh, just his putting killed him there. So Hideki's out. You've got Bryson DeChambeau at 15th, 40 to 1 odds. Strokes game putting numbers weren't negative, but they weren't strong. His tee to green, again, not just nothing really impressive here. So he's gone. Xander Shoffley, he's one of those journeyman type guys that can be in every kind of a, you know, every tournament and, and do really well. But in this particular case on Beth Page Black, he just doesn't look very solid. So we've got him at a 21, 28 to 1 odds, but not looking very good to come into it. Uh, Matt Kuchar, I actually thought he would be pretty good because he seemed to have been in contention all the time. But I, I'm just shocked to see that his stroke game putty numbers were so low. Uh, 0.13. Um, that's it's basically just average. And he's got, you know, the long putter up against the up against his front arm. And I really thought that he switched to that and was putting much better. Uh, why would you make the switch? Before he switched to that, he was actually quite a good putter. I'd like to go, actually probably should go back and check the numbers back then, although I don't think we had strokes game back then. But I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure if this new putting stroke is really getting the job done. So Matt Kuchar's out. He's at 12th. Sergio Garcia, much higher than I thought it would be. It seems like his year's been a train wreck. But he actually, at 40 to 1 odds, came in at 11th. Um, his strongest thing is uh, Tita Green. Again, he was probably top 10 Tita Green. Uh, John Rahm, 18 to 1 odds, but only comes in at 10th spot. I think uh, he was, what, 5th or 6th as far as the Las Vegas odd, odds maker goes. But when we apply this um, data to it, as far as performance data, he's down a little bit. Again, strokes gain was kind of the big thing with him but also really strong. In fact, uh, he's the strongest in greens in... No, 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 he's not. No, he's not the strongest. Tiger Woods is, and he's next. So Tiger Woods, right? A favorite amongst many, but based on the performance data that we have now, including the Masters and um, some of the numbers that I was able to pull out of there. Uh, so even with his victory, we've got him at ninth at ninth place, and he's 10 to 1 odds, right? So really not a good bet. Um, although well, that dude put down what? I don't know what he put down to win 10 million if Tiger Woods wins all the, uh, wins all the majors this year, takes the Grand Slam. Um, he, poor dude, right? He looked pretty smart when he won the Masters, um, other than that was a pretty bad bet. And now this seems uh, the Grand Slam. I, I don't know. He should have just flushed his money down the toilet. Uh, if Tiger Woods wins the Grand Slam, I will be dumbfounded, right? It, it, I don't know what the odds on that would be, but uh, $10 million seems way low for what he put up. Okay, Pat, and then we've got in eighth spot, Patrick Cantlay. Interestingly enough, 45 to 1 odds, but in eighth spot. So that's becoming a decent bet. So, uh, very strong numbers in strokes gained T to green. Um, let's see here. 
Then we're going on up. Adam Scott comes in then at seventh place. 55 to 1 odds at seventh place. So that's now you're looking at some pretty good money there. Um, and Adam Scott's numbers are the most consistent across the board. From everything we looked at, he is the most consistent across the board. 51 to 1, 55 to 1 odds. That's a pretty solid. If you're a betting man, that's a pretty solid bet. 55 to 1 and coming in at seventh spot. Sixth spot, Ricky Fowler. 16 to 1 odds. And again, very, very consistent um, as, as was Adam Scott. Um, not really killing the field anywhere, but just, you know, above average everywhere. And his putting is actually quite, uh, quite solid this year. Um, actually a little down in strokes gained tee to green, but across the numbers are all pretty solid. So Ricky Fowler at 16 to 1, probably not a great bet. But in sixth place here. The next guy, Jason Day at fifth spot, 22 to 1 odds. And again, a guy that's uh, pretty solid all the way across, um, just not as consistent as Adam Scott was. But 22 to 1 odds in fifth place, I don't know, probably worth looking at. Uh, Justin Rose, 20 to 1 odds in fifth place. So now we're getting to where he's actually. Higher than what the Vegas than what Vegas had him at, as is Adam Scott, obviously, but twenty-two to one odds. And um, again, he strokes gained tee to green is where he's strongest, but pretty decent putty numbers, um, 0.78, so picking up almost a stroke there to the field. Um, third place, then Brooks Kepka, one of the favorites for sure, right? Three times in a row, that would be something special. And um, 10 to 1 odds, though, but really, again, very consistent, but higher numbers. The only thing that he kind of is a little lower than most is in his, um, his driving accuracy, but not, he's kind of middle of the pack. But as far as his weakness in the data that we're looking at right here, it would be driving accuracy. Everything else he's actually stronger in from approach from the rough to greens and regulation to strokes game putting all that um, that's his weakest area and driving accuracy is a killer that beth played beth page black so hopefully if he can keep it in the fairway he looks really a really solid bet in the number two spot we're getting right down to it right rory mcelroy at a 12 to 1 at 12 to 1 odds but his stroke strokes gain t to green I mean, he kind of laps the field. He is so good from tee to green. It's crazy. But his strokes game putting numbers are only 0.2. So over the course of four days, he's only going to pick up 0.8 strokes on the field. And putting's pretty important, right? In these majors, now they are talking that the course is very wet, which may slow putting down. And Rory just doesn't seem to do very well on fast greens, which is... Pretty common for a lot of um, a lot of players uh, from uh, for the European Tour, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how Rory Rory's obviously won the PGA before, so we'll see how he does. But his strokes strokes gain tee to green are just off the charts. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's picking up two point five strokes on the field per round, tee to green, and that is. I mean, the next guy closest to him was um, well. Dustin Johnson, who's in number one spot at one and a half strokes per round, uh, tee to green. 
So, so there's your, there's your, based on the data that we pulled out here, again, from the rough, greens and regulation, driving accuracy, strokes in tee to green, and then heavily weighted putting, Dustin Johnson came in. He's 11 to 1 odds. Uh, but as far as all the data that we're looking at here, Dustin Johnson would be my favorite to win the PGA Championship this year, just based on the, the areas of his game and what's toughest at Beth Page Black, meaning hitting fairways, uh, approaches from the rough, and putting, and then, um, well, greens and regulation. That's kind of, if, if you weight those based on what they're telling us, the experts are telling us from Beth Page Black, Dustin Johnson seems to be your guy this week. So that's where I am going to put my fake money is on Dustin Johnson to win the uh, PGA Championship this year. So we go, so just real quick down through one through 20, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, Justin Rose, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, Patrick Cantley, Tiger Woods, John Rahm, Sergio Garcia, Tommy Fleetwood. I actually think we skipped Tommy Fleetwood, right? <laughs> He's at 12th spot. Tommy Fleetwood. Sorry, Tommy. L not liking the hair. So anyway, so yeah, your hair is so long, I had to skip you. And uh, let's see, Matt Kuchar in 13th spot, Xander Shoffley, Bryson DeChambeau, Hideki Matsuyama, Paul Casey, Tony Finau, Francisco Molinari, and Jordan Spieth. There's your top 20 based on Vegas odds and then organized based on their performance data so far this year. So hopefully our, our motto holds up here. Better data means better golf. And if that is the case, then we should see Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, and Brooks Kepka do quite well this week. So hope that uh, was as interesting for you as it was for me putting it together. I'm a data geek, as you all know. This was awesome. This was a lot of fun. We'll see how my formula holds up. I may have to tweak it again. Uh, we'll see. The Obviously, the, uh, the one I used for the Masters did not work as I had chosen Justin Rose and he missed the cut. But again, it's in the past and nobody cares about the past because it's in the past. Somebody please tell that to my dear sweet wife. Okay, until next time, this is Aaron Stewart saying thank you. Thank you for listening to Data Access Golf, the podcast where better data means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.